And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Thank you very much, legendary John Bon Jovial. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for another hour of music and all kinds of good stuff going on. And we're going to get it started right now with a guy who calls himself Dayglow and a tune named Balcony. Dayglow, and a tune called Balcony, and uh, Dayglow is a, uh, he's an independent uh, pop artist and singer, songwriter, and producer out of Aledo, Texas. His real name is Sloan Struble. He released his debut album, Fuzzy Brain, on uh, September 28th of 2018. He went to Austin originally to study advertising at the University of Texas, but uh, he had a love for music, and we all know the story of Austin and music. So uh, it was no surprise when he became overcome by making beats and recording tunes. He was a little bit surprised when he broke the news to his parents that he wanted a career in music. And uh, 
they were not only uh, accepting, but they supported the idea. His dad suggesting that, yeah, you probably shouldn't be in school if this is happening. So <laughs> he made the switch over to music. Nuff said uh, he's in his second year and uh, making ground every year. If you're interested, there's a really great story about him in the April 2020 edition of the Austin Monthly. And uh, one last note that uh, I have an affinity for this artist, uh, not only because he does pop music and uh, we play independent music on this show, but also because we happen to share August 10th birthdays. John Bon Jovial, what say you? Well, it's got a great dance beat to it. Uh, I know he uses auto-tune, and of course you know what a fan of auto-tune I am. Yes, I do. <laughs> but uh, the the thing, uh, and, and ladies and gentlemen, for those of you that don't know, I, I really don't like auto-tune. However, there are times when it can be used uh, appropriately without overbearing and being overpowering, and I think he borders on that with this song. Uh, he does a nice job. I would prefer personally to hear more of his natural voice and to have it synthesized like that. But other than that, the production value of it, you know, the again, it's a great dance number. Uh, so exactly. he does have yeah. the potential to have something on his hands there, something good. Yeah, in spite of the fact that he perhaps overutilizes, would be a uh, diplomatic way of saying, uh, he, he overutilizes the autotune. Aside from that, he does have an ear for today's pop market and what the people are buying. And he did produce a very commercial dance tune, and that was, bottom line, what he set out to do. So uh, he has succeeded in that, and we shall definitely watch Dayglow and see how he fares in the future. Speaking of the future, we want to not forget our past and future friends, Diddy Bingo, who provide our theme music, and you can check out all of their neat Texas rock and roll at their website, tittybingo.com. We want to issue our weekly salute to our friends at our flagship radio station, WRFZ, FM 106.3, Rochester Free Radio in Rochester, New York. And I uh, want to say hello, of course, to Steve Litvak, whose Rock and Roll Rumble show follows the David Bowers Awards on Rochester Free Radio. Also, Jeff Moulton, oldies. ABC Oldies Saturday evenings at 8 o'clock on uh, Rochester Free Radio. We have to move right along because we do have a lot of music, and I say that uh, with all sincerity and pleasure because we've got some interesting music, especially from our first guest and in our uh, tradition of bringing you some of the best new artists from around the world. We go halfway around the world for Izzy of Izzy's Caravan, and we'll talk to him right after we listen to him stick it to you. Let's 
يحدث
hallelujah. And here's the gentleman who'll do just that. Come on in here, Izzy, and say hello to everybody. Hey, Dave. Uh, really, really glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, pleasure. And a pleasure to be able to share your music, too. You have a uh, you have an ear for a... I don't know I want to say. It's kind of a different sound. It's not your routine sound that you hear every day, yet it's good. It's solid. Uh, it, it's got great qualities to it. How did you come up with the Izzy sound, if I may call it that? Oh, wow, dude. Um, I got to give my dad a little credit here because uh, growing up, uh, you know, listening to uh, all these absolutely larger-than-life records, uh, like, by Dire Straits and uh, Pink Floyd and stuff, uh, and so I, I think that was sort of like the gateway into uh, into rock and roll. And uh, and I still remember. Uh, I, I mean, I'm telling you, this is one of the most uh, profound memories that I have, um, which is when I first heard uh, "Money for Nothing" as uh, as a you know as a as a kid. Okay. And when I because my dad was uh, was you know he's like one of these audiophile. Uh, completely fanatic about uh you know finding the right sound in his speakers and stuff and so he'd always crank up these these records and stuff and when i first heard money for nothing i was like i was like man that's what i want to do right and so uh so I, I guess that's where the love affair with the guitar started uh, you know and it's still going on uh, uh considering i'm still not anywhere near as good as i want to be but you know i mean it's just uh, yeah, it was just, uh, but then again, you know, listening to Zeppelin and the Stones and, uh, early Aerosmith, you know, I, I proudly bear an Aerosmith tattoo and, uh, you know, and then getting into, you know, much later on in life, getting into common denominator in all this music was the blues yes, and, yes. uh, you know, listening to God, you know, then getting back, I mean, I guess when I first heard Aerosmith and Zeppelin stuff, I mean, youthful naivety, right? I didn't know um, what that sort of common theme was. Mm-hmm, and, right. um, you know, getting back into the guitar later on uh, and then sort of realizing, all right, well, you know, there's a guy called Lighten Hopkins and Buddy Guy and, you know, of course, Stevie Ray and Clapton and uh, Johnny Winter, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Rory Gallagher, like the, it's just this, you know, chest of legends that right. just goes on and on. So, so yeah, that was it. Yeah, I just, I, I just have to follow that up with one, one question that I, I know is a natural for. Now that you are where you are, and I appreciate the fact that you're never satisfied with where you are. You always want to be better, and that's a good, noble thing. But I just have to ask. What does your dad think about your sound now? Uh, yeah, he, th- he, th- he digs it. He thinks it's pretty cool. Okay, uh, good. Did he crank it, it, it up? It, it's not being Floyd, but, <laughs> you know, it, it, it gets by, yeah. All right, John Bon Jovial, you're sitting there. I know you just want to you just want to jump in here, do so, talk to us. Well, you you have uh, pretty much gone after my heart here, Izzy. In that you know you mentioned the blues and Lightning Hopkins and Muddy Waters and Buddy Guy. And, uh, you know, one of the earliest influences that I had in some of the music when I was growing up as a kid, I think the very first concert I ever went to, I was 13 years old, uh, at Harvard Stadium in Massachusetts, and I got to see uh, the Paul Butterfield Blues Band and the James Cotton Blues Band. And oh, cool. so it, it was it, it was something that was truly, purely 
amazing because I was just this innocent idiot kid. You know, what did I know? Which started me on the road to probably getting me into radio. But in, in addition to what you've mentioned, you've mentioned Pink Floyd and Aerosmith and Dire Straits and such and, 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 and your blues influences. Uh, what are some of the other outside influences that have carved the niche that you've made for yourself in music? What about uh, some of the more traditional country-sounding uh, artists, George Jones, Tammy Wynette, or have you ever gotten into um, some of the more esoteric jazz musicians like Miles Davis, uh, something like that? Uh, you know, I actually I love Graham Parsons. Um, good man, absolutely, absolutely good man. Graham Parsons, uh, you know, just Return to Grievous Angel. I mean, you know, that's just one of those songs that when you listen to it, you just put the guitar down and you're like, wow, how did this guy write this song, right? I mean, what, uh, at what plane of songwriting do you have to be to reach this level? I love Gillian Welch. I often go back to Gillian Welch. Uh, you know, that sort of folk country uh, sound. Um, yeah, she means a lot to me because, you know, sometimes when you just want to unwind at the end of the day. So, so yeah, I do often tap into uh, a, a lot of country musicians and uh, uh, listen to folk music. I do, you know, believe it or not, I actually listen to a lot of Irish music and stuff as well. And I don't even know the names. I just, you know, sort of put on these playlists often. And it just sort of, uh, that sound is so organic and it's so natural. Um, and believe it or not, it plays off into some of uh, uh, some of things that I inevitably end up doing. Uh, so yeah, the whole journey sort of becomes fascinating when you start tapping into this catalog of absolutely phenomenal music out there that well, you're never going to get the life. Yeah, sorry. When you talk yeah. about fascinating, I want to share this with the audience because I find it fascinating, and I know that our outside lives our daytime lives, our straight jobs, whatever, uh, how they can subtly affect our expression through music or whatever our medium is. And in your case, you have a very interesting outside life, your, uh, the work that you do when you're not making music. Uh, tell, them, tell us a little bit about that, the other life of Izzy. Yeah, I, you know, um, there were, I always say there are two loves of my life, actually the three, my cat. Right there. <laughs> You've got to have a cat. Uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, she truly is the love of my life. I'm loving um, that <laughs> But outside of that, the two loves of my life have always been uh, uh, blues and rock and roll and philosophy. So uh, to offset the other love of my life, I, as a daytime uh, profession, I actually teach um, sociology. And uh, it really sort of... Tra- translates into my nighttime. It's like, it's like a very Bruce Wayne, Batman-ish sort of persona that I, you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> sort of, you know, that's great. Off, you know, you know. Uh, and, uh, but it really does because, um, uh, not to sort of get political or anything here, but um, what we do end up writing about in, a, in all our songs is grounded in reality and it's yes. grounded in human stories and uh, uh, most of my lyrics are actually uh, very unoriginal in the sense they I you know it's often I'm listening you know watching the news or listening to uh, certain podcasts and stuff and or reading a newspaper and suddenly you know when I see something 
um, which truly affects me. I sort of, you know, either create characters for it or um, speak about uh, about that issue from just an honest blues player, which sort of, you know, traces its origins back to where the blues came from, or even country for that matter, right? Because it was mm-hmm. grounded in human experiences and human endeavors and, uh, sure. yeah. uh, you know, happiness, tragedy, uh, so on and so forth. So, um so, for example, if you take Blow the Lid, uh, the, the title track itself, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just me being disillusioned with, uh, for example, I mean, it's a scathing assessment of uh, um, education today, right? It's, uh, uh, and uh, it needs to be shaken up, yes. Yeah. <laughs> At least in this country, I can speak for this country. Uh, before we run out of time, I we always try to let our guests have time to do a little self-promotion because we believe that above all else, self-promotion is one of the qualities that we look for. We want to give you a chance to do that. So here's your chance. Pitch yourself to the listeners. Tell them where they can find you, how they can contact you, and most importantly, where they can get your music. Well, um, right off the bat, um, if you're into good old-fashioned blues and rock and roll, then head out to uh, Um That's I-Z-Z-I-E-S caravan.com. Um, we're all set to release a full-length album called Blow the Lid, which comes out on June 15th. So I'm actually neck deep in the production aspect of it right now. Um, we're really, really, really excited about it. Uh, again, I mean, uh, this album is a throwback to, personally for me, everything, what I was listening to when I made this record from whether it's Johnny Winter or Rory Gallagher or stuff like that. So so if, so if anyone's into that sort of stuff, uh, do check us out. Uh, we're on Spotify and uh, oh, uh, all the streaming services. Um, right. Check us Facebook. The uh, so Blow the Lid comes out June 15th. Really excited. Yeah. Can't wait for it, and I do hope we're going to get to hear some tracks from that. We'd definitely love to, and we do try to follow, as I alluded earlier, we tried to follow our guests, keep in touch, and ask them to keep in touch with us so that, one, we know what's going on in your life, and two, you can spread the word to more fans and followers. We have a Facebook page, one of my many pages, the David Bowers Awards Groups page on Facebook, where you can post your new releases, your upcomings, your touring, whatever you want to post. Uh, just you know, don't post anything you want to keep secret because we can't keep secrets. We tell it all. And we'll take whatever you post on there as a guest of ours. We'll automatically post it to our other social media sites. So uh, keep that in mind. You can put your blurbs on there. You can post directly to that. You do not have to send a press release or anything. You can post it directly to that page. And uh, we'll make sure that the word gets spread around. John Bon Jovial, before we go, any last words? Just, Izzy, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, I know that we had uh, a couple of issues, uh, you know, hooking up uh, not too long ago. But, you know, when you're on the other side of the world like that, sometimes uh, coordination is a little on the difficult side of life. But seriously, thank you so incredibly much for uh, for being with us and uh, and and letting us play your music. I mean, it's been a real honor you having go. you on. It really has. Uh, well, no, no, I, I really got to thank uh, thank you guys uh, because uh, David, from the get go, you have supported us, and uh, you know I've seen you really sort of uh, you know uh, 
take the music from the from the start. And uh, I've always wanted to sort of. So I really thank you know want to thank Michael for making this happen and. Uh, Thank you so much. I mean, uh, you know, it, it really, really does mean a lot to us. Uh, well, you're very welcome, and we do thank Michael. Michael is a great one to work for, and he's also a great man to have in your corner as an artist because he does do that magical thing, work for you. And uh, we appreciate his turning us on to his artists and uh, sharing them with us, including yourself. We're so happy to have had you here with us today. And I think that uh, we probably could spend the whole hour because you have some fascinating stories and a, and a great way of telling them. And that translates into your music, too. It's your gift. Run with it, my friend. And do run back and see us. Keep in touch, please. Absolutely. Cheers. Thank you so much. Uh, you're welcome, really... ladies and gentlemen. Izzy of Izzy's Caravan. And right now you're going to listen to Return to Midway.
got some solid instrumentation there. That's Izzy's Caravan all the way from the Middle East. And uh, uh, we want to thank Izzy for uh, getting up in the middle of the night to sit and chat with us. Thank you so much there, my friend. It was good to talk to you and get to hear some of how rock music translates in other parts of the world. And, uh, hey, perhaps we can get him back here in the future with some more interesting music. Look forward to that. Look forward to our next guest that will be coming up here in just a moment, John Bon Jovial. Any comments? Well, like you, I really appreciate the instrumentation. He obviously has put a lot of thought into it. Uh, I think it's the and, and no auto tune. Just the whole the whole package. Yeah, the whole no auto tune. That's right. The whole package <laughs> I think is really good. I don't consider it to be something that is mass appeal that you might hear on a CHR or a top forty station. But right. I think that in certain circles there's going to be certain types of channels that are into the alternative rock that I think that would be just an absolute natural. Yeah, I have to agree. I, I was thinking, as as I'm listening to it, I, I'm, I'm thinking alternative rock. Uh, it actually, it kind of throws me back into the garage rock era, and uh, you know the uh, the stuff that was coming out of the Northwest uh, back uh, well <laughs> a few years back. And uh, oh, I, the, grunge, I see, the, the, the the grunge scene is what yeah, like Kurt exactly. Cobain and, and 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 that ilk. Yeah, I, yeah, you know, I didn't think about that. That's perfect. That's a perfect yeah. description. You're gonna love our next guest, friends. Because she's been on here before. She was on here oh a couple of months ago. About this is really weeks ago, yeah. Well, really? yeah, it, it's really quicker than we normally have guests return. But there was a there was a good reason for this, and you'll understand when we talk to her because her subject matter, what she's going to talk about, is something that is upcoming in the very near future, uh, and could be uh, hey, it could be part of your summer for all you know. So give a listen as we listen to. Outlaw by Susie Corey. She's got a fire, hot flame burning on the inside. Fueled by desire, got caught trapped in a landslide. Thank you. 
She's back with us once again, Miss Susie Corey, as you remember. She was here a couple of months ago, and we discussed that we wanted to have her come back and talk about some of her exciting projects because she is really working at a lot more than just an occasional new release. Susie, thank you so much for sharing your new music with us. We just heard Outlaw, which I really love. It, it, it's a great-sounding tune, and I know you've got some more great stuff coming. We're going to play another one called Love Revolution after we talk to you, but let's not waste any time. Let's talk about your projects. Welcome back to the David Bowers Awards, and I want to hear about this concert series that you have. Hi, David. Well, thank you very much for having me again. It's Absolutely a pleasure always to talk to you. You know, we always talk offline as well. Um, yeah, so the projects, you know, a lot of stuff going on, and I know a lot of people are right now going, oh, you know, what are we going to do because the music industry is kind of halted. And I just found that there's ways around it to do other things and, you know, be more creative in what we can do. And so one of the things that I came up with was the Love Revolution Festival. And, um, you know, the whole background of that story, if I'm going to give it to you in a short nutshell, was the fact that I've always loved Woodstock and the concept of that and, you know, just having peace, love, and music <laughs> and being kind of a hippie at heart. I've always wanted to create something like that. And then last year, when everything had kind of come to a halt with live music, I'd heard about drive-in festivals, and I went, maybe I could do something like that. And I looked into it, and literally within three weeks from start to finish, um, I put together this festival, first of all in Ontario, and then the second one down in Tennessee. And I I love it when we find what people are doing or have been doing to get around this, uh, well, the shutdown because of the pandemic. And this is a, a great idea. I have, too, have seen the, uh, you know, the pop-up concerts, the, uh, the virtual concerts and everything. And I think that it's wonderful. You've taken it one step further by making a series out of it. And before I get to my next question, tell us a little bit about the series itself, where it's going to be. Can you give us any dates? Sure. Um, right now we're looking at basically the same dates as last year. So I did one in Ontario um, in the middle of July and then a second one in September down in Tennessee. I'm hoping to replicate that and possibly add in a couple more cities. I've put in for some funding. The Canadian government is great with giving funding for live music events, and they've just extended that even more so. So hopefully, fingers crossed, if I'm able to do that, you know, my idea is to take the concept of these festivals, which is a country music driving um, festival, and take it around the world. Uh, so, you know, right now we're looking at just the two cities that I did last year, which is Cabin, Ontario, and then in Columbia, Tennessee, and we'll see where it goes after that. Absolutely. And usually we talk about your your uh, contact information at the end of our little chats here, but I think this would be a good time for you to tell the people how to find you online. Sure. My handle on all the social media is Susie Corey, so it's S-U-Z or Z-I, however you look at that, K-O-R-Y. So S-U-Z-I-K-O-R-Y. And the website, which is the easiest way to stay updated about everything, is www.suzycorey.com. And I encourage my listeners, if you didn't get that, if you forget it, or you need any more information, don't hesitate. Give me a shout, because my email is very easy to remember. I do it in purpose so that I'll remember it. It's david <laughs> at com. Plain and simple, 
drop me a line. I'll be sure and put you in contact with Susie. Now, Susie, uh, before I before I give my partner John Levin a chance to come in here and say something, I want to uh, I want to get you to tell about the other reason for or the other factor that you have injected into this concert series, and that being the uh, the equality of the entertainers. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, first of all, number one thing for me was having independent artists, so people who aren't necessarily signed to labels, just to give them a platform to be able to be on a stage of a, you know, festival. Last year was our first year, so I don't want to say it's a huge festival. Mind you, we had a really great turnout, and so it was an amazing opportunity for all the independent artists involved. So that's my first thing. Um, But, of course, you know, the second thing is to have, you know, whether it's male, female, um, just equality and all of that. And I know a lot of times people will, in order to counteract, you know, where it's all male or predominantly male, they'll do all female or predominantly female. And I've always said that, you know, if you really want to show what you want things to look like, then show fairness. And so that's what I'm trying to do. And even with the whole concept of, you know, someone being a star or a headliner or anything like that, I really put an emphasis on people just, we pick names out of a hat day of the show to determine who's going first, second, third, and so on. So that also people who are coming to see a particular artist won't know when they're playing, (laughs) you know, so. (laughs) A dual purpose, sure. Yeah, that gives you a a dual purpose to it. And I think that's fantastic. I love the idea of making everyone an equal star. And I especially love the idea of balancing male-female because you're right, for too long, it has been, well, predominantly a male world, and the ones who tried to counteract that would counteract it with an all-female show, which to me, I understand and accept the idea, but to me, that's just, uh, you know, that's reverse imbalance. So, yeah, trying to balance. I realize nothing can be balanced perfectly. I'm living proof of that, but uh, (laughs) it's true. We we need to try and have some kind of balance in, in it, and I think it's fantastic that you have incorporated all of these concepts into one multiple concept, and uh, I, I salute you for that. John Bon Jovial, I know I just know you want to jump in here and say something. <laughs> Go for it. Well, what I want to touch on, and I think that you may have started to touch on it briefly, Susie, is uh, touring. When uh, when it's time to tour, everybody's mm-hmm. saying that this whole thing with the pandemic ending is going to give people a whole new outlook, a new way of doing things. And I'm wondering if there is going to be any additional flexibility that maybe you didn't have before, maybe additional pressures you can put on management that you, you know, and, and advantages that you didn't have before to be able to get out on stage, to be able to be more of a headliner than a background. And I'm not indicating that you've ever been that way, but I'm asking strictly <laughs> out of ignorance. Uh, is there any way that you're going to be able to, um, uh, you know, to basically have a, a, a greater say in what you do. Yeah, and I, I get what you're talking about um, 100% because, you know, it's kind of leverage, right? If you've created something like a festival and so on, it raises your profile, and then that will hopefully get you bigger or better shows. I think the thing for me is always to practice what I preach. So if in my own festival I'm saying, you know, there's no headliner here, then 
I don't make it my focus to necessarily be a headliner. Now, whether that happens organically, just because I'm asked to be a headliner on an event, I have no issue with that. And, you know, I'm not going to stand here and say, yeah, I would say, no, I'm not going to headline an event. But is that my main focus? No. I think the more important thing is just to be on a festival and to be among other colleagues. My thing is that I never want to look at other people in the industry as competitors. You know, we always have to see each other as colleagues. And so trying to beat someone at, you know, being ahead of them on um, on the set list or that you're the big star at the end of the show or just focusing on that, I think it takes away from being there and working together on something. And, you know, and that's why sometimes I've seen it at some, you know, I don't want to mention which ones, but I've been to shows where artists are kind of not collaborating. And the reason for that is because they're kind of set up to believe that they're, you know, trying to outdo each other. And I think that's the last thing you want to do. And so because in my own festival, I try and make sure that we're not having that kind of, you know, the egos are removed. Do, do you think that do you think that as we emerge from the pandemic as as evidenced we already are starting to a little bit but do you think that you're going to be able to have that flexibility to not request but demand cooperation demand you know the fact that we're all equal you're not better than us and we're not better than you do you, do you think that this is going to present you with that opportunity that maybe you wouldn't have had it before because of the status quo well, you know, I, I I would say that I'm a firm believer that don't tell people what to do. Instead, show them. Because, you know, it, leave it up to the person. I really believe that people should be doing something out of their own free will <laughs> and as opposed to forcing people into something. Although I understand sometimes, you know, we need to be a little bit more clear with our messages so that mm-hmm. people it, it becomes clear to them that this is the right thing to do. Having said that, you're not going to change someone who has firm beliefs, you know, and you can only do what, yeah, you do what you do and you hope that it sinks in and they'll see what it looks like because then people can envision what it could look like when you're working together and collaborating instead of working against each other. Exactly. And I I think drawing from what John was, was asking there, more than you know, more than a demand insist type of thing, you will you will establish yourself a little more to leverage where you might not really have to demand anything. People will, you know, people will see you and say, "Hey, this is the person that balances everything." Got a couple of minutes left. I'm already getting the flag. I want to ask you. I know you've got some new music coming, and I know you want to talk about that because I this. I get the impression from your excitement that this is going to be exciting for all of us. So please tell me about the new music and videos you've got coming up. So really quickly, it's a new single. It's coming out next month called Got a Feeling. And the funny thing about it is just that it's so out of character. I've already given a couple of hints, you know, where I posted a picture with myself wearing this hot pink colored hair wig right, and yeah. a blow-up doll. And, of course, the blow-up doll is like, what is going on? <laughs> So I'm throwing clues in there. Yeah, so you'll have to look out for the video. It's going to be hilarious. We died laughing just shooting it, so I can't imagine what it's going to be like when people see it, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Fantastic. Be sure and get us copies of it because I want to see it, and I can promise you, you know, uh, no secrets. I'm going to I'm going to share it. I'm going to share it with everybody, especially if it's as fantastic as you've intimated here. Susie, thank you so so very much for coming, sharing with us. Please 
keep in touch as you have. And, and you're right, we have talked offline frequently. Keep it up. I like hearing what you're doing. I like to know what you're doing and be able to pass it on. Remember that Facebook page of mine, the groups page where you can post your stuff on there. And I'll pick it up and share it with our other social media pages. Thank you so much for having me. And I can't wait to be back. You're welcome, and we can't wait to have you. So much fun. Love you, Susie. Keep in touch. We'll talk again soon. Here she is, ladies and gentlemen, with a song called Love Revolution. This is Susie Corey. to the country genre. That's a crossover artist, if I've ever heard one. 
and between her talent at uh, at crossover music, uh, her her thinking, how she plans for more than just a singing career, as you heard from listening to her, she's got a lot of goals that she's set for herself, plans that are in process, not just dreams, but they're in process, and her gift to not just the music industry, but to people in general. You know, I put her up, I I have to say this, I put her up there in the same category as Taylor Swift. Uh, This is a star that could be uh, another one of the magnitude of Taylor Swift because of her talent, her charity, her seriousness about the business. I, I, I just think she's uh, I think she's a super talent to be reckoned with. John Bon Jovial? I could not have summed that up any better. This lady is good. I mean, she's just damn good. Talented. Great voice. Musically insightful. Uh, all around, she's the complete package when it comes to just cranking out a major song. You know, that That's terrific. Absolutely. I have to agree with you. She is, uh, she is, I think, someone that uh, you're going to be hearing a lot more from. Now, in what area? She may stay as a singing performer. She may not. She may go into, uh, she could go into promotion. Uh, you know, uh, who knows what area she will move, gravitate towards, but I sure hope she keeps her singing and uh, singing and performing because she is good at it. And as you heard with the two tracks we played here today, the rather pop-oriented Outlaw and this Love Revolution that she just did, which, uh, I mean, this shows off her talent in a lot of areas, including I could see her doing blues. Uh, this is a, this is a serious talent, one to be watched out for. Susie Corey is the name, S-U-Z-I-K-O-R-Y. Watch out for Susie Corey. John Bon Jovio, what else is on your mind while we have a couple of seconds here? Oh, just, you know, it's been a great show. I love the conversation with Izzy. Love the conversation with Susie. We had some really good music. Uh, and uh, even, you know, our our opening uh, our opening number uh, by Dayglo and Balcony, pretty good. Uh, except for the, you know, maybe the uh, yeah, well. auto-tune. <laughs> it, it, it was actually a pretty good song. All in all, killer show today. And we want to thank our guest, Izzy of Izzy's Caravan, uh, for staying up in the middle of the night to come chat with us and share his music. We want to thank Susie Corey, of course, for her talent and for sharing her plans and perhaps helping you make plans for the summer if you get a chance to check out uh, some of her virtual concerts. I think you're going to be hearing more of, uh, of what she's doing. So you be sure and watch for that. We want to thank also our friends at WRFZ FM 106.3, our flagship radio station in Rochester, New York. Thank you all so much. And thank you, our listeners, for without you, there wouldn't be us. John Bon Jovial, take us home. Well, folks, you did it again. And we are so grateful that you have spent a perfectly good hour of your time with us here at the David Bowers Awards. And We are eternally grateful for that. The David Bowers Awards is broadcast around the world from the studios of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and, of course, from the Valley of the Sun in Tempe, Arizona. And we are available for free on most of the major streaming services, including now the new 
podchaser.com forward slash the David Bowers. Be sure to follow the David Bowers Awards on Blog Talk Radio, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And join us next week for the David Bowers Awards, Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern on WRFZ FM 106.3 on your FM radio dial in Rochester, New York. That, of course, being Rochester Free Radio. And on Blog Talk Radio, Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and 6 p.m. UTC. Until next week, for The David Bowers and all of our crew of rejects here at the Insane Asylum, the Radio Ranchero, call it what you will, this is the lovably legendary John Bon Jovial saying, be good to yourself, get that vaccine, folks, it's important, wash your hands, keep your distance for a couple of more months anyway, and we'll see you next week, right here on The David Bowers Awards.